America. My name is I'm Yosei Frimpong, and I'm coming to you live at uh, Friday afternoon like I do. And, I, you know, I don't have the background today because we had to do some redecorating. I could do it like everybody else and like picture my books back there, but that's a little too bougie. So I'm going to just give you the truth. And this is going to be kind of an action-packed little... Um, little video so i'm just going to go right into it and you're going to catch up because you can always just go back and it's youtube so you can just go back and listen to it again if i say something that's a little bit too quick first there is a governing academy happening in athens georgia a governing academy what's a governing academy you ask that means we've organized such that on Zoom, because you could do these things on Zoom, such that one head of a department or department expert is going to come and speak to a group of people and field questions. They'll give a half hour presentation and then a half hour uh, question and answer period about their department. So it's going to be like tra or waste, ma waste management, someone at water, someone at leisure services, someone at economic development, uh, some commissioners, like every week we bring in a peep, uh, we bring in um, a department head or a high up person in the department. They give us a presentation for a half hour and then we hit them with questions for a half hour. And this is very important if you wanna build a better politics in your locality because governing takes expertise. Unfortunately, administrative channel, uh, channels are not completely transparent and governing takes expertise. But you got to watch the experts because they're also experts in reproducing crappy anti-black governance. So what you want is like heterodox experts or like retired people or um, yeah, heterodox experts is just someone who's not with the orthodox orthodoxes straight ahead, or retired people, or um, just kind of misfits who've been around for 20 years, and they have a different way of doing things, but nobody's ever listened to them. Those are the people you want giving you your technical expertise, because you do need a little bit of technical expertise in order to govern well, if you want to run for office, or even if you want to run a campaign, the technical expertise matters. And I think that's very important. We can't underestimate how technical the business of governing is. And, um, but you can't get that expertise from the people who are comfortable doing it because they'll have their expertise mixed in with some status quo anti-black BS. That's not good for working people. It's not good for us. So you want the expertise, hold the conventional BS so you know where to press and where not to press and what questions um, are appropriate to ask and where to press that. Right, so you want heterodox experts. Apparently, I read a book on FDR's New Deal. Uh, Brands wrote it. He's a historian out of UT Austin, and apparently, FDR's brain trust was pretty much packed with heterodox experts. So they were always in the office, but they were the people that nobody talked to. But they were always there, except FDR like drafted all of them and put them in his cabinet, and that's how you got the New Deal. So, well, that's one of the ways you got the New Deal. So the Citizens Governing Academy in Athens, it's going to be on Zoom. I'll put a link to the form. I mean, this is on Zoom, so you can come and I'm sure whatever is going on in your town is similar. I'll put a link in the description of this video once the video, uh, once I'm done talking, once it uploads. That's one. 
Uh, but that's good enough to hit the hit the beat. To the beat, y'all. Change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I'll paint the White House black And it can feature in your front Change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I'll paint the White House black And it can feature in your front Change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I'll paint the White House black And it can feature in your front And I am back So, Citizens Governor and Academy All you need, since it's, it's we live in Zoom for a while All you need is one heterodox expert from every major department, a planning commission person like in your city. And then that's the way you kind of grow people's capacity to govern through technical expertise. Now, this is all just to warn against uh, conventional wisdom. Um, because what happens is you'll get elected or you get a position of power and then all of a sudden like the vultures swarm in and tell you how you have to do the job. But you don't have to do it that way. But if you don't have technical expertise, that's kind of... Uh, given to you in some other venue, then when you go to your training, because all elected officers, once you get elected, you'll have trainings where they pretty much indoctrinate you. The Chamber of Commerce comes and tells you why it's very important that you screw black workers. Um, or that like, you know, the problem is they lack soft skills. Not that we, you know, we wage theft is rampant and, uh, you know, we only offer them crappy jobs. So, So what you need is this expertise going in, and preferably you want it at a critical mass. So I think you should start one in your own town, have your own Citizens Government Academy. I've given you kind of the basic structure of how to do it. Just get a heterodox expert in every major department of your city. Not every major department, like 10 or 15. Or like, uh, I'm sorry, 8 to 10. Maybe someone from the library. Like, you know, you just get an expert. And then they just come and uh and you grill them and that just raises the quality of this the the sea and since it's zoom you could just record it and uh have it in the bank for whatever institution you're building so this expertise matters but you have to watch the experts who give it to you and always be and we're trying to grill, build critical capacity because you imagine that the standing wisdom the conventional wisdom is that black people just have to stay poor so that's what the government's going to come in and tell you but if you can get a heterodox expert, they'll tell you the truth about, well, you know, we make a lot of white people rich. We're kind of idiots. So like you need, you need this uh, kind of differentiated knowledge of all the different departments, right? One, and that's why the title of this video is Freedom's Ecology. Like all these departments work together in a totality that ends up screwing black people. So we want to actually, you, you can't just take out one department, you're gonna have to change the water. <laughs> so you're gonna have to talk to the people at Trash and Waste. People at Waste Management, one, are usually black if they're black people in your town, and two, are hilarious, because the very peop what people throw away is like fascinating. 
Um, but yeah, you want you want someone from waste management. You want something someone from water. You want someone from uh, economic development. You want someone from the libraries. You want someone from every like public. Someone from planning, commissioning, land use, that kind of stuff. You want someone from every public um, bureau, bureaucratic office, uh, procurement. All right, like, yeah, just so that you have the technical knowledge in your crew, so that you don't get spun if for some reason you get into power. All right, good. One, two. We can talk about freedom psychology. There's, uh, um, okay. So the right's very good at a few different things. One of the things the right is very good at, they have like horcruxes. You know, if you watch Harry Potter, like Voldemort put his soul into all these different objects, including a whole snake. That's kind of like the right's grip on politics. They have, um, they have, it's differentiated in specific forms, right? They have the churches, they have uh, talk radio, they have your school books, teachers who think they're left really are, are simply right. Like they have, um, conservative politics has been differentiated in, multi, in many different forms. They have the employment culture. Um, so like it's been disseminated and differentiated in many different forms that all kind of work together to sustain a pretty anti-black America. And uh, if you take one out, they work like an organism, right? So the others will take up slack while the, like, so let's say you go after the white church, right? You take the white church out. Then the white family and the white school board, who's full of real estate agents, and the, um, and the white employment culture, they'll all kind of, like, fill in for a time until the church can refigure itself and rebrand itself to be another functional organ of white supremacy. So you have all of these differentiated organs that work together into a unity that's so, such that in a state like Georgia, pretty much anybody can run. Um, anyone can run as a Republican statewide and win. It doesn't really matter because you have this, these differentiated institutions that pretty much have saturated the culture. So it, it doesn't matter. And people don't know any different. So the electorate's actually rather conservative because all the cultural institutions, all of the many different cultural institutions are all on the same message, which is low-key, black people deserve to be poor in Georgia, and we're a third of the population. Okay? So what, um, and so there's, there was a, a fight against this in Rhode Island. Rhode Island's mostly white, but like working class white, white people who still mow lawns. I was in California for all my adult life, and I never saw a white person mow a lawn until I moved to the Midwest. But anyway, in Rhode Island, you got working class white people. I, I consider it a mob state. I don't know why that is, but I think it's a, but it's maybe becoming less of a mob state. But what they had is a progressive collective of politicians ran for state legislature. They formed a dues-paying organization, and I am a huge fan of dues-paying organizations, I think. Dues-paying organizations get it done. You need that mutual support, and the, and the mutual support in America looks like money. So uh, they formed a dues-paying organization where uh, they campaigned as kind of like a slate, or and they trained political operatives, they trained um, campaign managers, and they trained press people and comms people. They did it all in, in a way that shared resources, and like they, they got eight Democrats elected, eight progressive Democrats elected elected 
And this is in Rhode Island. And I think that's the way you do it because they would differentiate, like the, uh, there's one idea where you just find the perfect candidate and then the perfect candidate will make its own welcome. That's a horrible way to think about how this movement's gonna work. The perfect candidate is just like the face. <laughs> and like not, not even the most important face. Like, like I said, in Georgia, they don't even need to be the face. Georgia Republicans are indistinguishable. You can't tell one from the other. They all kind of look like oafish white guys or they're very manicured spouses. So um, the idea in progressive politics, well, you find the perfect candidate and they'll just outwork the competition. No, that's not how it works. You have uh, running a successful campaign it takes and is improved by differentiated offices doing their jobs, a good campaign manager and a good press person and a good graphic designer, all doing differentiated jobs very well, right? And if you don't want them to all be kind of like hippie white guys with, with bad labor and race politics, that means you can't, you got to find a way to pay them. And that's where the dues, um, the dues infrastructure actually helps. So this Rhode Island collective did very well, won, won eight races in one day, was a revolution in one day because they built and created their own campaign infrastructure. You know, Crystal Ball, I, I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's pretty fantastic. Um, she did a nice little piece on that. I'm going to link that into the uh, description for this video. So yes, they had a robust campaign of differentiated off like campaign staff that supported their campaign, right? And that's how they won. It also takes ideological clarity, but you get the ideological clarity from watching my video every week. And if you appreciate the quality of ideological clarity that I provide every week, I think you should go to www.thefunkyacademic.com or funkyacademic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50 a month uh, because this doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> Would you believe it does not pay for the self? And I have bills coming every month. So if you appreciate what I do, go ahead and show. And in America, we show appreciation with money because things cost and you want me to actually have an advertising budget and stuff like that. So go ahead and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month. And I can keep kind of communicating the quality of political wisdom that I think is going to lead or going to contribute to, you know, creating a better electorate. Right, so this Rhode Island collective joined a, a cooperative, uh, joined, uh, joined together, shared resources, built an infrastructure. This means they built a bench. And so now you have comms and campaign people who are used to running um, uh, uh, progressive campaigns. This was the problem with, for example, Bernie Sanders in 2016. Bernie Sanders was so, I mean, he, there weren't enough progressive political operatives who could run the argument. So he ended up with Simone Sanders, who's now working for Biden. And anytime you have someone who can go from Bernie Sanders to Biden, that means they weren't ever really with Bernie Sanders, right? So Simone Sanders in 2016 would be on, would be on um, uh, MSNBC auditioning for her next job for a conservative Democrat. Right? So, and she just didn't know the arguments. She didn't know the arguments. She couldn't retort. And she wasn't really a believer because they hired her without indoctrinating her first. Right? That's an inappropriate way to do things, but um, that's never going to happen. Oh, by the way, people ask me how I support Biden or Kamala Harris. Look, I, 
whatever. I would feel a lot better about them if California was doing better by black people, right? So like, like nobody there has a history of doing well by workers or bl the black masses. And I was in the Bay Area when Kamala Harris was the DA and I, I, it was just known, she was just known as someone um, who professionally didn't, I never met a land developer she didn't like and you know, put a lot of black people in jail, right? So I don't know what you want from that, but if California was doing better by black people, I'd be more, more excited about company Democrats. All right. So the Rhode Island Collective, uh, candidates banded together, shared resources, shared and trained staff, and now has like a group of people who uh, have a bench, right? They, they actually have a bench, which is what you need. Right? So there's that, but there's also, so that's how you win an election, right? That's not necessarily changing the water. And I think, and I mean, in the South, the water is anti-black. So you need to actually change the water. So it's not just that you need um, to take over electoral politics. You need to create the electorate such that any idiot can walk in and win, right? So any, not idiot, but any good person who with good pro-black politics can walk in and win on the justice, on the strength of the justice claims, which means you need an electorate that's used to hearing justice claims. Right, so we need to kind of do what the uh, what the Republicans does. We need to kind of horcrux our soul. Now, the horcruxes in in Harry Potter they've been stigmatized because you know Voldemort wanted eternal life, but institutions don't die like people do. So what we're trying to do is like an eternal uh, a state that's good. So like we need to actually differentiate ourselves in all of these spheres of cultural influence. We need to take over churches. We need liberation theology churches, that's one. We need actual labor, organized labor, that's, that's two. We need to take over school boards, that's three. We need to take over every um, engine of cultural production. That's what we need, right? And you take them over, and in a way, if you do it right, you do it in a way that mutually assist and sustain each other. We pass money. Um, we pass money, we pass work, and we pass expertise between each other, right? The school board members goes to the Liberation Theology Church, um, who then talks to someone at the Liberation Theology Church for run, into running for county commission. Like you, and all of them have good politics because, you know, there was a hub. There was a, a, a cooperative that changed the water. I mean, Jackson did something similar, but we need to think in terms of, like, if it were up to me, every place where there's a DSA or every place where there's an NAACP would also be paired with a Liberation Theology Church and um, someone who cared about taking over the school board, right? And also, like, a, a, like, there'd be a DSA, a union hub, a Liberation Theology Church, and uh, a school board. Pretty much, like, all the centers of cultural uh, infiltration and production should be just spinning out quality uh, arguments. And that's how you change the water. That's how you change the water. Literally, we're trying to change water from leaded water to clean water. So that's how it would be. So you can't just do it with one institution. You have to do it with 
mutually reinforcing, reinforced institutions that are still specific, that you can't reduce a church to um, a union meeting, and you can't reduce a union meeting to like a, a, a family group, a progressive family group, but, um, and that's what specific means, they're distinct, but all come under the same universal. I teach philosophy, so I speak in these terms, but it's just, that's what specific means. So there's specific forms of freedom, legitimate institutions, and um, they need to be re mutually reinforcing in a way that uh, secures the quality of electorate that we need in order to sustain justice for our people. Because even if we get a person um, elected, the arguments aren't particularly saturated. The arguments aren't particularly saturated among the electorate, so they'll fall on deaf ears. So instead of, instead of pining hopes, and I hope you get, if you build an ecology, instead of pining hopes on one individual's will that is unknowable and unaccountable, build an ecology, an ecology of better pro-black politics. And that way, if one of these institutions get taken down, the other institutions can function like an organ to sustain the, the quality of politics we need until the, the institution that gets taken down gets to resurge again. Right? So we need to think about differentiated institutions, specific institutions that all support left politics. Um, in a substantive way, and uh, powerful enough to actually inform culture. Like, we don't want just more random nonprofits. No, but we want organized workers. We want uh, school board members. We, want a, we definitely need a liberation theology church. Um, heck, I, would, you know, I wouldn't mind a, a left daycare. Just start them early. There's no reason why not to. All right. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you kind of think about the ecology of freedom and how it's sustained and realized through differentiated institutions as opposed to the will of one powerful person. Ella Baker was right when she said, a strong people don't need a strong leader. So you make a strong people by these differentiated <laughs> horcruxes, right? These, uh, and remember, in Harry Potter, one was a whole snake. They don't, they're not going to look the same, but they're all going to have... Um, um, uh, mutually reinforcing good politics for black people, right? And that's one way in which we get whole. So thank you for your time. And I will see you again. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, or $50 a month or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more and that'll help me you know with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time because a lot of in a lot of ways freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on <laughs> and i want to be a free negro so um if you like what i do go to funkyacademic.com and contribute
thanks often comes in the form of cash. And the site takes 